grab your Bibles. We're going to be in uh, Luke chapter 1 tonight. Luke chapter 1. Uh, you can pull it up on your phone or you can pull it up in a paper Bible, whatever works best for you. Uh, just ask that you pay attention. Don't start scrolling uh, Instagram or TikTok. Don't uh, jump into a Clash of Clans. Is Clash of Clans so cool? Anybody play that? Yeah? Sweet. All right. Me too, man. Me too. I'm holding my fort down. All right. Sweet. Uh, just if, you're, if you got it on your phone, just make sure you're paying attention to everything going on. Luke chapter 1. Uh, what we're going to do tonight, one of the reasons I want you all to read through this every day is over the next couple of weeks of Christmas, we're actually going to take today's devotional and we're going to kind of break it down a little bit more. So uh, if you've got your devotional book, we're going to be on day five. You, if you haven't read it yet, man, go home tonight and read it day five. Again, it's like four pairs to go to bed because that's how long you should brush your teeth anyway, right? Something like that. Uh, again, There's more in the back if you didn't get one last week. So Luke chapter 1, we're going to start off in verse uh, 18. Luke chapter 1, starting off in verse 18, it says, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. And the angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day it happens. Because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. And meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak to them. Then they realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became, The Lord had done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. All right, so that's Luke chapter 1, 18 through 25, and you, at first glance, you're probably wondering, like, it's Christmas. Like, why are we talking about some random dude named Zechariah, right? How many of y'all have ever heard that name before in the Bible, Zechariah? Oh, okay, a lot of y'all. So a lot of y'all kind of know uh, the story. This is kind of like a side storyline that's happening with the normal stuff that we think of with Christmas, like with uh, the birth of Jesus and the manger and Joseph and Mary. This is kind of like a side story that's happening uh, kind of on the other side of, uh, of the other side of the country uh, going on right now. So you've got this guy named Zechariah. A lot of y'all raise your hand. You know who he is. Uh, you've got this guy named Zechariah who's, who's one of the priests uh, of, of the temple. And one of the things that he does is he asks God, uh, he kind of asks God for two different things. First, he asks God a lot of prophecies. They knew at one point uh, this Savior was going to come to save the Jewish people. And so he asked God, hey, can you keep me alive long enough just to be able to see the Savior? Right? And so the second thing he asked uh, is he asked uh, for provision of his own family. He asked God, hey, can you bless me and my wife with a child? His wife, Elizabeth, can you bless us with a child? Now, Zechariah and Elizabeth, they were super, super old. Like in, in Bible times, they would have been past the point of being able to have children or past the point uh, of kind of like their prime of what's expected in the culture of having kids at that appointed time. Uh, and if you didn't have kids during, during a lot of Bible times, a lot of people would see that uh, or think that that meant that God was mad at you, right? Like having a child is a blessing from God. Well, what's wrong? you don't have a child. Is God, is God mad at you? Is he choosing not to bless you? What did you do against God? And obviously, Zechariah and Elizabeth, and it doesn't mean that God is mad at you, but they were unable to help people see that. They were unable to show the culture at the time that uh, them not having kids wasn't meaning that they were in trouble with God. It just, that's the way that God had orchestrated their life up to this point. And so they were asking God and asking God, can you bless us with this? Can you bless us with this? And, and had never uh, gotten to experience that blessing. 
Until one day, an angel showed up to Zechariah, just like he did with Joseph and Mary. And he came to Zechariah and he says, hey, Zechariah, I am, God, I am God's messenger and God wants you to know that you are going to be blessed with a child, right? And as humans do, we don't always believe what it is that God is trying to tell us or we kind of look a gift horse in the mouth and we don't accept God's blessing right away. Zechariah began to ask him questions, right? He was like, what do you mean we're going to have a child? My wife and I are already uh, super old and we're past our childbearing years. We need to understand that you're from God. Giant angel literally standing in front of him like, hey, God wanted me to tell you something. Okay, cool. Can you give me a sign that you're from God? Bro, I'm an angel. I'm literally standing in front of you. It cracks me up that like it, throughout the Bible, so many people are like, can you give us an extra sign? Like, I'm literally an angel standing in front of you. What else do you want? Like, do you want me to like blow something up with my mind? Like, I don't understand what you're asking here. Uh, but he's like, I, I need an extra sign. I need to know what you're telling me is from God and what it, that it is true, right? And so the angel says, because you will not believe uh, in, in the promise that God has just given you, uh, you're not going to be able to speak, right? You're not going to be able to go out and tell all the people, hey, look at the awesome stuff that God did for me. Essentially, you're going to have to be silent and, and continue to live uh, in, the, in the things that you're going through right now. And so Zechariah goes out and he's like, y'all, y'all, like, let me tell you what happened. But he's in there and like something crazy went on, but we don't have any idea what it is. And so he wasn't able to share God's news because he didn't believe God when he brought him the news right away. But the cool thing is, after, was, after some time, his wife gets pregnant. She has a kid. Who, does anybody know who the kid is that Zechariah and Elizabeth have? Yeah, Carson. John the Baptist. Somebody tell me why John the Baptist is important. Yes, sir. Yeah, he baptizes Jesus. Absolutely. So Zechariah and Elizabeth have been praying years and years and years for a kid, right? And Zechariah has been asking God, I just want to meet the Savior before my time here on earth is done, right? And what happens? They get to have a baby, and the baby is literally the cousin of the Savior that they've been asking and waiting on. So not only does God bless them with a baby, but he blesses them with the baby that would grow up to be John the Baptist and is literally in our Bibles called the man that was per pay. There is a Savior that is already here and excited to meet you and loves you and wants you to experience a life set apart for God. He's right here. His name's Jesus. He's my cousin, right? So not only did they have a child, but they had a child that had extremely important purpose. Right? If John the Baptist had not gone out and told people about Jesus, we don't know what those people's response to Jesus would have been when he showed up. So even though years and years and years of waiting, God blessed them immeasurably more than what they could have ever asked for. Because God's plans are always greater than our own. Right? He blesses them with the child, and they get to go on, uh, and they get to meet the Savior uh, that is born at Christmas that we always talk about. As Jesus is born in the nativity to Mary and Joseph, they got to meet that baby boy that would grow up to be our Savior, the Savior that God sent each and every one of us. Right? And they got to have this week and kind of preparing for this. Um, you know, I, I got to thinking about, um, I got to thinking about prayer, and how sometimes prayer is is. It feels good to pray and kind of release some of that stuff. But uh, just show of hands, how many of y'all have prayed for something and had to wait a really, really long time for the answer, right? Or how many of you have prayed for something and you don't feel like God gave you the answer that you wanted, right? 
Sometimes that's the way life works. We pray and we go to God with our requests and we go to God with all of these different prayers. Um, and then God uses that time in between answering our prayer and us asking and going to God to, to grow us in our faith, to challenge us a lot of times. Like we ask for immediate relief in a situation and, and it goes on for a long period of time. And you're like, is this ever going to end? Is this ever going to end? And sometimes the answer doesn't always line up with the things that we want it to line up with. But I think the encouragement here is that God always does. Thank God to do something in our life, even when the answers aren't always what we want them to be, or even if they take a lot longer than what we expect them to be, God always chooses to answer us, which means he always chooses to listen to us. He always takes the time when we go to him in prayer and say, that is my child, Brandon, and he is talking to me right now. I'm going to listen to what it is that he is saying. And I love that God doesn't answer prayers in the way that we think that he should answer prayers. I love the fact that God chooses to answer prayers in according to his work and to his plan because his plan and his will and his work is always better for our life than anything that we can come up with on our own. You know, it made me think, we, Natalie and I were in the car driving to, uh, I think it was Thanksgiving, like last week or the week before, uh, and we were kind of just talking about life in general and kind of where we are right now and where God has brought us through over the years. When, when, you, when you get up through college and, and you graduate and, and you get married, you have all these hopes and dreams of what you want your life to look like, all of these things that you hope, you know, man, it would be really cool if I did this job and if we lived here and if our family grew and we had kids and all these different things. And one of the things Natalie and I did when we first got married, uh, as we wrote it, I still have the prayer actually on my phone. We wrote out a prayer uh, just like in our little reminders app on our phone. Uh, and, and wrote out this long prayer. I mean, it was probably 20, 30 sentences long of all the things that uh, we were asking God for. You know, like, God, would you bless us in this way? And would you bless us in this way? Would you help us to experience your goodness in, in this aspect, in this aspect? Would you challenge us to do these things? Would you equip us to do ministry in these ways? Would you put us in this place? Would you grow our family? Would you give us the resources that we can not only, uh, you know, move forward in life ourselves? And we began to pray over them every single night. Like every night before we went to bed, this was way before we had Riley, uh, a long, long time ago. Uh, but every night before we would go to bed and go to sleep, we would take a minute and we would just sit down and we would read through this prayer. We would say, God, would you hear our prayers? And we would just read through it. And we would read through it every single night and over and over and over. And I'm telling you, years went by. Like it started like days went by and then weeks and months. And I was like, God, did, like I'm asking you for these things. Are you paying attention? Like... That, that thing that just passed by would have been really cool. It would have been a good answer to our prayer that we've been praying. Like, did you, did you, you missed it? Okay. All right, well, let's just keep praying. Let's keep praying. And months went by and months went and years began to go by. And a lot of the things that we had been praying and, and asking God every single night, it just never felt like he answered. It never felt like almost to the point, like, is God paying attention to what it is um, that I'm asking him? And, and years began to go by. And all of a sudden, it was, like a, it was like a light bulb moment. All of a sudden, something happened in that prayer. So one of the things that we prayed about, God answered that prayer. And we're like, oh, snap, we've been praying this for years. All of a sudden, God answered that prayer. That's awesome. That's awesome. Super cool. We continued to pray. 
And slowly but surely, every one of the things that we had prayed for years, God began to answer. Some of them was a resounding yes. It was exactly what we asked for. Other things he told us no. And to this day, like some of the things I don't understand, well, why didn't you do that? God, why didn't, you, why didn't you say yes to this prayer? I don't understand. But he said yes to some, and he would say no to others. To other parts of the prayer, he would change his answer based off of my question. I would ask for one thing, and he would do something different. And it, ta- it took me a long time to see, oh, that different thing. Man, that- last week at Thanksgiving, we were driving uh, to her family's house and, and talking about this prayer. It pulled up on my phone just randomly, and again, I hadn't prayed this prayer in years. Like, we'd prayed this prayer for years. And then God kind of went through and, and answered all of the things that we had uh, asked in one way or the other. Uh, and, and we still have it saved on our phone, but we hadn't actually gone through that prayer in years. And we got to talking about it, and we are like, all of that stuff that we were asking, all of those prayers that we were praying for, do you realize that we're living that life right now? And we kind of looked at each other like, oh, snap, like, like, really, like we had never taken it. We had asked for these things for so many years, but I don't know that we had ever sat back and really thought about the fact that all of those things, that life that we were asking God so fervently for, the things that we would continually go back to him and ask, we're living that life right here in this moment. And like, it just—it was so cool to see that even though God said yes to some of those things, and even though God said no to other things, and even though God changed my question and my request in some different areas, I was living out all of those things that I begged God for every night, that I asked so intently, hoping that God would do those things. And He had answered every single one of them. And we kind of purposed ourselves that night, you know what? We need to write out a new prayer. We need to write out a new thing of, of what, we want, um, what, what we want to see um, through ourselves and according to God's plan. Where can he take us next if we are faithfully going to him with everything that we need and everything that we want? If we depend on God above ourselves for the things of our life. And as I was reading this story this week and thinking about Zechariah and Elizabeth blessing, with, blessing them with it and seeing in my own life of going to God so intently for so many years and asking for different things and seeing God's provision and blessing in so many different ways, I feel like, and this may sound, may sound dumb, but I feel like that's what Christmas should be about as us going to God and depending on Him, right? We've talked about this before. If we could save ourselves, if we could change things ourselves, Jesus wouldn't be necessary, right? Jesus wouldn't be important. He wouldn't be anything worth talking about if we could take care of ourselves on our own. But we can't. We can't do those things on our own. We have to rely on God. We have to rely on who Jesus is, And the reason Christmas is important is because God chose that moment in time And so as we build upon these these different devotional passages each day, and and next week, uh, I think next Sunday night we'll cover day 12 of our devotional. But I want to encourage you this week, whatever it is that you are dealing with right now in your life, whether it's something that you want or whether it's something that you need, or whether it's something that you're struggling with, 
whether it's something that continually plagues your thoughts to where that's the only thing that you can think about. I want to encourage you this week to do one thing with that thing. Whatever it is in your life that you're dealing with, I want you to take it to God. I want you to write a note on your phone, and I want you to set it every single day to remind you to pray for that one thing. And you can only do one, you, you can do one thing, you can do 30 things like we did. You can write all those things and put them down as a reminder on your phone to pray for that thing or those things in your life. And go to God every single day. Take everything do in and through all of those things that you're facing. Go to God. He may not answer you tomorrow. He may not answer you next week. It may be three years from now that He answers you. But I guarantee you, hear me when I say this, I guarantee you He will answer. That is a given. That is a statement of fact. He will answer you. It may not look the way you want it to be. It may not look the way you ask it to be. But He will always listen and He will always answer you just like He does Right here with Zechariah and Elizabeth and with Joseph and Mary. And just like he did with Natalie and I so many years ago, he will always listen and he will always answer. As long as we are faithful to go to him and lay everything down at his feet. Y'all pray with me real quick.